If Willie had been like this, no one would have wanted him to be free on this episode of Watch Box! Surreal American Heroes! Neil. Everyone, welcome to WatchBots, the only podcast about cartoons where one of the hosts starts off with a saltwater gargle to get rid of phlegm. This is that host. This is the cool man. This is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> joined by Shailen. Hello. Hello. And back from a trip to the Congo, Dave. Oh, hell yeah. The Lost City of Zinge. Brought my uh, ASL speaking gorilla. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson was there. It was great. That we sounds good. Great. Time. We had a good time. We got the diamonds. We came across those uh, albino gorillas. A little harrowing at first, but you know, we we got out and I came back with a tan. So that's all you can ask for. All pretty good. A tan, some gray gorillas. Mm-hmm. Your head not smashed into bits. That's right. And Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. Leading right into the holiday season. That's right. Your very own cheese pizza. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mr. McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, Shailen and I watched the, the new Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Holiday special? Holiday special. Yeah, they were very... These, these fucking liberals so woke about it. <laughs> but uh, I'll just say this. You know, you could tell... That they had certain people for the whole shoot, and you could tell they had certain people for a day or two, and uh, it came together okay. Okay. No spoilers. Is it, is it mostly focusing on Dave Batista's character, Drax? And uh, Mantis as well. Okay, great. That's, yes. all I, that's all I needed. Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave Batista is my new The Rock. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. I'll watch anything he's in now. There's a few, uh, there's a few Johnny Cut Corners things in there. Budget's a little cheap. You know, everybody's only wearing the one outfit, and... That's Chris okay. Pratt is there for you know a scene or two, but it's fine. Oh, oh, the the, the the main character of the movies. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. It's okay. Chilling. How did you feel? You know, yesterday I would have said two and a half stars. It was fine. Sure. Today I'd say two point six stars. It was fine. Wow. But I was very salty last night. This is the the rare instance where I'm more positive on something than you. It's true. As we were watching, Ben was like, "This is pretty okay," and I was like, "This is stupid." I hate joy. Those were the words. I did like. No spoilers. A lot of Batista's single individual lines. Mm-hmm. Not collectively, though. No. Just as they were. Correct. What a rousing endorsement. <laughs> I, I feel compelled to watch it. Okay. Two. <laughs> <laughs> One conversion. Slightly over than half. Wow. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> well, all right. So we're a little late on this because things went asunder. When Dave went to Africa, but we're celebrating our four-year anniversary here. Yeah. And to do it, we're going back 
to our roots. And we're going back to a real American hero, G.I. Joe. And Dave, that's, that's right. you, you made the selection. I did. I did. And um, sorry, I'm a little rusty. It's been a while. It's been Fuck a while. you. I'm, I, I'm fucking sorry. How many times do I have to apologize? Off air Grow and up. on. Jesus How about Christ. instead of apologizing, you just do better? You guys are as salty as the water Ben used to gargle the phlegm out of his face. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, saltier. Yeah. Uh, probably saltier. I think I undersalted that water, but it's Can't fine. confirm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we started off with G.I. Joe. I think we celebrated our second anniversary with uh, our first anniversary with another G.I. Joe. Um, so I thought, why not go back to the well? So in typical WatchBots fashion, I searched for weirdest G.I. Joe episode ever. The first two that came up were the first of the, the two G.I. Joes that we have covered, <laughs> which was the Game Master episode and the one with the band. Oh, my God. What was the band's name? Uh, Like Slith- Slither? Slither. Cold Slither. Sl- Cold, Cold Slither. Slither. Cold Slither, yeah. Cold Slither. And uh, this one was number three or four, uh, Iceberg Goes South. And I thought to myself, we got to keep up tradition. We got to watch this. And I thought, like, there's like a good number of insane G.I. Joe episodes. And sure. it had me thinking like, are they all like this? Are there uninsane G.I. Joe episodes? Just like straight up Joe fighting Cobra? Like these are, yes, these are crazy. I love them to death, but they're, they're crazy. It's just making me wonder like, is this all G.I. Joe was? So there's, there's a key distinction here. I'm going, I'm going off the cuff. This isn't research. This is me just going off the cuff. Okay. I think a lot of the ones that we've talked about are sort of, later run gi joe mm-hmm. like early gi joe before it switched production companies and this is where research would have helped uh it was a little more straightforward you know there were weird plots and you know the characters were all still there but it was a little less bombastic than you know going to a kooky candy island or <laughs> <laughs> i mean everything that we'll talk about in a few minutes here. gene transformation <laughs> gene, yeah stuff like that I'm excited to talk about this episode. Mm -hmm. It's a real interesting depiction of Cobra the Enemy, to -hmm. say the least. So we've talked about the history of G.I. Joe a lot. Go back to the archive, okay? I'm not going to repeat all that stuff. But I am going to take this opportunity to talk about current day G.I. Joe, which is in a sad state of affairs, guys. A real sad state of affairs. It's not good. The movies keep flopping. There's a new toy line out there that's pretty good. But you know what? Also broken. It also sucks. The G.I. Joe classified line, okay? What is the classified line? Well, let me tell you. Okay. Hey, go to Target, asshole. <laughs> Find out for yourself. <laughs> so it's it, it's Hasbro's attempt to sort of bring G.I. Joe to, you know, a more modern toy crowd. So think of like Star Wars, the Black Series, or... Okay. I don't know, like the Marvel Legends line. Do you know what I mean? Like so they're... Like- they're really esoteric characters well sort of yeah or like side characters yeah like six seven inches tall they go deep into the archive they bring them all in yeah you get your spider-mans and your wolverines but you'll get a man thing and all that stuff too so gi joe classified is their attempt to do that sort of success with gi joe and for a while because i loved gi joe's as a kid i was collecting these things i was getting them all was well and then they started doing this bullshit of having different things be exclusive to different stores so it's not like not like oh i can go to hasbro's online store or i can go to you know big bad toy store or something and just you know i'm gonna get these are the guys i want i'm gonna get these guys 
Now you gotta like you gotta go to Target and Walmart and like hope you catch it at the right time because they sell out fast because they're only exclusive there. And and I threw up my hands in frustration, similar to what I did just now. They are up, can confirm. And I've, I've given up on the line. I don't need six versions of Roadblock. I well, I got I got barbecue, I got gung ho. Those are the important ones, but. <laughs> It just, it's too much. It's too much. So is there like, Greed. you know, just Target, for example, have, uh, it's Duke and then Walmart has Duke with the party hat and then sort Amazon of. has like Duke with stiletto heels. Sort of. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. It tends to be more characters. Uh, although again, they make a shitload of roadblocks, but the Baroness with the motorcycle was only a Target. Uh-huh. And it never even hit stores. Like it was only online and then pre-orders sold out. And then that was it. That that exclusive might run out in a couple of years, but you have no way of knowing. So it's like, I just, it, it, I don't know. And then they expanded too fast. What, what am I, made of money? The answer is no. The answer is no, I'm not made of money. Shailen. <laughs> okay. Why are you yelling at when me? When they're putting out Zamot and Tomax, out- it's, it's too much. It's too much. Give me real characters. It's too much money. And uh, like for me, like even beyond that, it's just like too much time and attention that he, oh you well, have to well it's it. time i have time, time <laughs> is all i have in space i just i think it's like there's other you know if you if that's like the only thing you follow then yeah that's the okay whatever but like there's other other hobbies other things to collect too and like it's just like why do i have to keep up with this game it's 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 too much it's too goddamn yeah. much and that's that's why I've, I've moved over to ultimate ninja turtles but we're not talking about ninja turtles no, we're here for G.I. Joe. We're talking about G.I. Joe. Shailen, thanks for keeping us on track. Why is there not a G.I. Joe cartoon anymore? Is it too jingoistic? Shailen, I'm looking at you. I would assume so. Okay. I feel like you could modernize it, though, right? Make it about NATO or something. I feel like it would play with about 45% of America. Yeah. I, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of guns. There's a lot of uh, military. Nobody dies. I guess they are, <laughs> they're real military in a fake organization. Yeah. Couldn't they just make it like a global organization? And then it wouldn't feel so jingoistic. A global organization of men carrying big guns killing people? Yeah, there's women as well. Okay, and women? Yeah, it's not sexist. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's inclusive. Everyone can fight. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I just assume it's because people are not real thrilled about their kids walking around with guns talking about killing I just mutants. think you're upset because I, uh, I counter-argued you to... Uh, and you're you've you've been defeated to oblivion. Yeah, I can just Check. go. Do you want me to leave? Check. I can do that. <laughs> I don't mind. The good news is that we don't me. really we don't need a good cartoon or a new cartoon because corporate overlord Hasbro has posted all of the episodes onto YouTube. It's also on Tubi, and they have a stream, like a YouTube live stream, going at all times with just GI Joe episodes. It's really and it oh man, it's really good quality too. Like you don't have it's not like a shitty. Oh, yeah, it's like four copy of a copy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not like Hammerman where you can't even find half the episodes. Like this is, <laughs> this is just as vivid and bright as you remember it. And my God, it is, is wonderful, pristine as the waters I swam in in the Congo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Lake Minnetonka as well. Yeah, it was a big yep. trip. Yep, huge trip, cross world. So yeah, <laughs> so we mentioned the title of the episode here. It is Iceberg Goes South. And I'm going to read the plot description from Wikipedia. I guess you can call this a spoiler. It doesn't really uh, represent the episode here. Iceberg and the rest of the Joes are in an Arctic region training and testing new equipment. That is true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't really get to the heart of the matter. So uh, 
I wasn't super prepared. The episode was written here by Mary Screens, who is a comic book writer and a screenwriter. So she wrote for this. She wrote for Jem, one for the ladies. It's true. Truly outrageous. She wrote for Transformers. She also wrote for the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book way back when. Here's a little excerpt from her Wikipedia. You guys will think this is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Collaborator Steve Gerber once described Screens in his blog as such a private person that when she gets back to town, she'll probably castigate me for having just revealed that she's such a private person. (laughs) It's a little fun fact for you. (laughs) You want another fun fact? Yes. A little Mary Screens fact? Always. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Howard the Duck movie? Yes. Okay. Dave, have you seen the Howard the Duck movie? Uh, Absolutely. So you know the Leah Thompson character, the one that's like the main girl and she's horny for Howard. Could never forget that character. That was a (laughs) sexual awakening for me. Absolutely. Kind of important to the movie too. Well, those purple underpants. Did you know that the character of Beverly Switzer, the Leah Thompson character was created by Mary screens and she was the inspiration for the character. Huh? So when you see Leah Thompson being (laughs) horny for a, a duck in 1984 or whatever, Think of Mary Screens, and she's not far behind. <laughs> that kind of makes this episode make a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. Horny for animals. Humanoid I mean, animals. she's also tremendously talented in uh, entertainment and writing, so good for her for writing this episode. Yeah, yeah, not... <laughs> and uh, putting herself out there. <laughs> I don't want to call you out. I don't think you know that she's tremendously talented. I think you were just saying that to be nice. <laughs> I think you're a liar. <laughs> All the things you mentioned her writing for are things I enjoy. I think you said it to make us look like jerks. I think it takes some gonads to base a character off yourself and have it try to fuck a duck. Well, to be fair, <laughs> so, to be fair, that was the comic book character. So, you know, I don't know if the comic book character is as horny. Yeah, but, uh, and I also don't think that the Howard the Duck movie reflected the Howard the Duck comic. But we're not talking about Howard the Duck. Uh, counterpoint, we're here for right, GI Joe. You know. Unless he's a G.I. Joe character. <laughs> then we could talk about Howard the Duck. Okay. Anyway, so the episode aired here on October 9th, 1986. I sure wish I knew what else was happening on October 9th of 1986. Wow. To have some context. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. We always start with movies in this segment. But for this special anniversary show, I'm switching it up. I'm mm-hmm. starting with toys. I found two interesting toys from 1986 to talk about today. One is the Little Tykes Jet Copter, which is like a little, it's like a little thing that you drove around in. Hmm. But it was bullshit because it didn't fly. It's like a car you like. You know, one of those like red cars you can put your feet under and like yes. make it move. It was like that, but it was a jet. It had a helicopter propeller, so you could spin the propeller, but uh-huh. not enough to. Uh, attain flight it was not a jet or a copter but it was a jet copter yes terrible but also not a flying jet copter not the best this other one i thought was much better it's upsetting the the garfield dome tent (laughs) (laughs) you too children could camp out inside garfield's guts (laughs) it it is literally garfield's body oh god i remember this as i said garfield dome tent I had a different thought too. <laughs> it's the tent where, where yeah, Garfield yeah. goes to get dome. Yeah. <laughs> or where you go to get dome from Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Arlene's in there. I don't know. Oh, Arlene's God. not in there. 
Stody in his Quick, tongue. Move it on. It works. It works. It Listeners, works. Would, would you be interested in a Garfield Dome Tent <laughs> Redux? <laughs> Hashtag I love Mondays. I'm uncomfortable. All right. Oh, well, now with that in mind, you can tuck into your dome tent and, and watch the show or hear us talk about it. There's no judgment. Here is the song. Yo, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. Stop was robbed. Stop the steal. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization. Okay, you get the gist. <laughs> what I like about that song is there's a lot of exposition to it. Mm-hmm. And it's good, it's good because this episode is almost entirely exposition as well. What I also love about it is how um, the guy singing just seems like he's sort of rambling at one point. Where he's yeah. like, and Cobra the enemy of G.I. Joe is there. It's really good. I love it. I always like how they refer to it as Cobra the enemy. Cobra. You'd see that on the, the, to- enemy. the, the, the toy packages too. Although the toy package might have been Cobra enemy. Like it doesn't just call them Cobra enough. No, obviously <laughs> not. Need to call them enemy or the enemies. Just, hey, idiot. Just in case you didn't know the snake guy, he's a bad guy. Don't worry about it. This intro also has Sergeant Slaughter in it, so we've hit that point in G.I. Joe. Hmm. And Sergeant Slaughter is a real American hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess, ex- well, except for a couple of years in the early 90s. But yeah, yeah. I mean, mistakes were made. What can I Everybody tell makes mistakes. The important part is that you learn and grow and change. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sergeant Slaughter was just opening doors for America. Hmm. You know. Hmm. A lot of directions to take that one. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the path of least resistance and push through. <laughs> Please move push on through. Keep going. So we're on the frozen tundra here. We're in. We're is it the South Pole? Is that where we are? Or somewhere cold? Alaska? I think, I think it was uh, Antarctica. Okay, it was a cold. So the South place. Pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere real yeah. cold. Uh, appropriate for the holiday season. And we're with iceberg, which we'll discover later. Not from a cold place at all. But uh, <laughs> so he's just kind of like wandering around. Yeah, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's just wandering around. And there's lots of seals. Uh, if you like poorly drawn animals, this is the show for you, by the way. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> so they, all of a sudden, one of the seals just gets shot with a dart. From a helicopter? From a helicopter. And then the helicopter lands. And then a woman gets out. And wouldn't you know it, it's somebody that Iceberg knows. Now, he refers to her as sis, and she refers to him as bro, which made me think that they had a brother-sister relationship. This is, the woman's name is Mahia, by the way. I don't think that's true. I think that they are. No. Uh, you don't think that's her getting name? down to that dome tent. Oh, oh, I, I think. I, I gotcha. Yeah, there's definitely history there. Yeah, like yeah. a, like a, like a ooh ah ooh ah. Exactly. Because like wet, wetsuit later comments on it too, and it, it, it yes. suggests that he knows she's not his sister. Yeah. Yes. Or it's an interesting you would thing. Hope. Yes, <laughs> I would. I do. I hope it. I hope they're not related. Deeply hope that. Except by bumping uglies. Right. Yeah. And the dome tent. 
<laughs> in the Garfield dumb tent. Think about it. Think about it. I already did, Ben. Anyway, so here's the first bit of exposition. This is from Mahia. Start explaining, sister. Easy, man. It's just a tranquilizer. You've been in the wilderness too long, Iceberg. Mahia! You came from Jamaica just to see me? <laughs> Partly. <laughs> but mostly to collect tissue samples for my uncle. His tropodome's finally up and functioning? Been stable for 13 weeks. Where you been, man? <laughs> what, what is that? What's happening? <laughs> What's great here is the lack of stereotyping in oh, her accent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was genuinely Jamaican. Hmm. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Hmm. The name of my uh, Jamaican restaurant that I'm opening up. <laughs> Genuinely Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely jerk. Th- this is the first 15 seconds of the show, by the way. So you just get this. You establish that Mejia is flying a helicopter and getting tissue samples for her uncle for something called the Tropodome. <laughs> and it's been up and running for 13 weeks. It involves her shooting animals. It's just a tranquilizer. <laughs> oh, wow. Canceled. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Is the Tropodome the same as the Garfield Dome tent? No. <laughs> it's when you get dome from an orange. <laughs> <laughs> or a tropical bird, perhaps. I don't know. You get uh, dome while sipping Tropicana orange juice. <laughs> Every time they say Tropodome, it makes me think of the Superdome, and it's making me like uncomfortable more. They're actually saying Trumpodome? Mm, don't like that either. Yeah. I want to I rewind about 20 seconds. Shannon, how could... <laughs> How could something being mistaken for the Superdome make you uncomfortable? I, I literally because I'm picturing that like the Superdome is sealed off and they've grown the the jungle inside of that. That's essentially what they've done in the Tropodome. But the Tropod, I don't know. It's the you location. Mean like, oh, the Saints play football in, in New Orleans. They've done that. Or they, wasn't the so- Superdome like the the place where lots and lots of people got real fucked up during the hurricane? I mean, they went to live there. Yeah. Why did you jump immediately to the <laughs> hurricane victims from like 2007? <laughs> I don't know, but those are the way the synapses fired and it makes me uncomfortable. It's like, oh man. Well, it got so, it's like, it got completely gorked during the hurricane. So we went ahead and just grew a jungle. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Like, that's what I was picturing in my head. Mm-hmm. Cannot be recovered. Your word association is like following like the true detective crazy wall. Like Matthew McConaughey's there, like slamming beer cans, saying times the flats are. Oh man, you're <laughs> to be in that head. I would love to have made that connection. Unfortunately, I just thought Tropodome sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a silly name. <laughs> Dome. Dome. Michelle's like, no, oh, those poor people. <laughs> yes. When the levees broke. <laughs> so, anyway, as it turns out, Mahia and her uncle, Dr. Wendigos, are doing they're doing like genetic stuff that we'll get into later but here's iceberg i wouldn't mind getting some polar bear genes myself don't even joke about that man (laughs) hey hey okay i thought the idea of getting polar bear pants was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) more of a levi's guy but (laughs) 501s baby I'm so excited to get to the polar bear part of this episode. Absolutely. You don't have to be a polar bear to wear them, but it doesn't hurt. Or It was on purpose that he's Dr. Windigo, right? Oh, by the way, listeners, that was Shaylin unzipping a sweatshirt. I just don't want you to think that there's anything un- untoward going on here with that loud zipper noise in loud? the microphone. Yes, it oh, was. Yeah, sorry. It was. 
All this talk about polar bear jeans is getting me real horny. <laughs> ben, Ben's unfurling himself, folks. He's oh, taking my off his... pants are chafing me. <laughs> it's on purpose that He's... it's mutant episode and the guy's name is Windigo, right? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. What's a, a Windigo? A Windigo is like a mythological creature that humans who are greedy or weak turn into according to certain native cultures. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So she was like, I'm getting samples, and my uncle, Dr. Windigos, and I just burst out laughing and had to pause the show so I could watch it because I was like, what the... Uh, it's screens throwing in those, those, little, uh, those little illusions. I like that. Yeah, yeah. This smart is, writing. This is a smart, a smart episode for a smart audience. It's what we call a screenplay. <laughs> when I heard Windigos, <laughs> I, I got excited for a different reason because I thought his name was Dr. Vindicump. I have to go. <laughs> From my favorite holiday film, <laughs> Santa Claus the movie. See, David Hiddleston <sighs> plays Santa Claus, it's right? Terrible. It was supposed to be Brian Dennehy. But then Dudley Moore plays an elf, and they're called the Vindicom. And they live at the... It's it's a wonderful film. Go see it. Um, Don't waste your time. Hashtag well worth your money. So anyway, back to the 30-second mark of this, this episode here. <laughs> Iceberg notices that they are... With a lot of seals, and then he's talking about killer whales, which I, I know they're called orca. Killer whale is a bad name, but I'm pretty sure they were called killer whales in the 80s, and that screens uh, her research on the animal stopped right there. We find out <laughs> that seals are, quote unquote, their favorite munchies, and then the killer whale shows up, and I'm going to play it, and then we're going to talk about it. Haste is of the essence! Yeah, so that was an orca. The the and whale, the beautiful whale song <laughs> of the orca. And you know, like when I think whales, they usually live in the water. Yep. But not these fuckers near the tropodome. It's like chasing iceberg over the ice no. <laughs> as if it had feet. Killer whales do slide up onto ice to mm-hmm. catch prey. Um That's but it they don't like fucking fly through the ice and breach it and then mm-hmm. f- like run a hundred yards. Uh, yeah. That's, Im- that's impossible. Well, while screaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. making tiger noises? I, I was going to say right. making like Ghostbusters the, ghost noises. <laughs> the Jaws lion roar. Yeah, so like that's, they, they do flop up onto the ice, but they usually just kind of slide back. back As in. they don't mm. actually have feet. Right. Unlike what right. the animators of this episode would have you believe. And they're not like horrible nightmare monsters as this episode would also have you believe. Um, oh, wait debatable. a minute. Shailen, are, are orcas horrible nightmare monsters? They can be pretty terrifying. They they eat wow. cute animals. You sit up there in your privileged <laughs> ivory tower just, just throwing shade at orcas. They can be scary monsters. I'm not saying they they are universally that way. I'm just saying they can be. Shailen, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, Ben. This is a serious question. It's not serious. <laughs> it's very serious. Is it possible that orcas are responsible for breaking the levees? That's <laughs> why you were thinking about Hurricane Katrina so much? That seems unlikely. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Have you considered that possibility? I haven't. Mm. I'll, I'll put that in the hopper and consider it. Yeah, yeah, put that in your pipe. Consider that. The uh, orca cane. So uh, anyway, so Mahia gets a sample of the orca, and then they yell at each other about tea, and they leave. And now we're going to the Joe base, where we've got Lady J. So 
Girl power. Shailen, you should be happy Girl about that. Girl power. You get Snowjob, who's wearing like a, this crazy snowsuit, and he's got this big red beard. Snowjob's what you get in the Garfield Dome. <laughs> Absolutely. Only in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're on Coke. Oh, I didn't consider yeah. that. Put that in your butt. Or you're eating those delicious Hostess snowballs. So they're racing on the ice, and then Snowjob tries to kill Lady J with a rocket. <laughs> like, he literally blasts a live rocket at her, and it explodes, and it destroys the experiment that wetsuit is working on wetsuit you'll be surprised to hear is wearing a wetsuit uh, and they blew up his performance monitor so it's pretty important agree you need a performance monitor i agree it's something he was working on with the navy seals he like he calls it out specifically or the marine corps i don't fucking know because he's a seal (laughs) yes you know you know because like the orca's favorite munchie yeah exactly okay okay and and this is a problem. Beachhead says we're leaving tomorrow. No extensions. Oh yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, eat shit, Beachhead. <laughs> but but wetsuit goes to Beachhead and he's like, I need an extension. And Beachhead says, as soon as Iceberg is back, we're out of here. We're blowing this tamale stand. And Beachhead is wearing a balaclava. And he's wearing green, and he has a picture of like a very young girl on his desk. It looks like um, Inspector Nad- Inspector Nadget Inspector Gadget's niece Penny. That's true. I didn't consider mm. that potential uh, big universe there. Hmm. It's a crossover. Can you imagine the movie that's Dwayne the Rod Johnson's Roadblock teaming up with Matthew Broderick's Inspector Gadget? <laughs> <laughs> what would that look like, dear Hollywood? Please make this film. I implore you. Dermot Mulroney's Doctor Claus back. <laughs> And this time, Inspector Gadget's calling in the Joes. But they couldn't get Matthew Broderick, so they had to do with um, do with the, the French Stewart Inspector Gadget from the <laughs> sequel. Which, you know, mostly is good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So now Iceberg and Mejia arrive back in a helicopter. We get this poetry about tea. Ah, oh, fickle is the friend that won't share tea at the journey's end. Don't waste my time with poetry, Iceberg. <laughs> um so Mejia leaves in her helicopter, but then wetsuits like, hey iceberg. You gotta follow your heart on this one, buddy. She wants that tea. But like wetsuits get his little plan, right? He wants to stay to fix his performance monitor or whatever the fuck. But iceberg leaves. And now Mejia an undetermined amount of time later, it couldn't have been that long, comes upon this dome in the middle. <laughs> She comes upon this dome. It, lo- it looked like Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, it, like from the top, it mm-hmm. looked like it was housing thousands of displaced peoples. After yeah, a, it, after a terrible, I, it was upsetting to me. Yeah, I was uncomfortable with it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This dome was transparent, translucent at best. I'm leaning towards <laughs> transparent, and it had, it had like a fucking jungle in there. And like she just she's it was like what what is this? What is the purpose of this place? Also, like how long have the Joes been there? Like Iceberg is just like walking across this Arctic tundra. Mm-hmm. Like how the fuck have they never seen this thing? It's huge. Let me ask you guys this. <laughs> Having watched this episode, were you at any point clear what the point of the Tropodome was, other than to be a plot device? Like I'm I'm thinking like legitimate scientific reason. What was the point of the Tropodome? 
I didn't question it. And now that you're asking the question, all I have is evil base. Okay. That's the only reason it could possibly exist. I think it's less scientific and more Dr. Wendigo's uh, just homesick. So he created the Tropodome to make it feel like Jamaica. (laughs) But he had to be in the Antarctic for some reason. Why couldn't he just do these experiments? Well, you you can't test on Arctic animals in Jamaica. You can't do it in a fish. But Couldn't he just as easily have had a refrigerated yeah. warehouse in Jamaica? It's just, it's weird to me. <laughs> I guess we'll get into this now. <laughs> so they're making animal people, and it's pretty fucking weird. Um, some of the animal people are just hanging out. Some of them are wearing cobra uniforms, and like they're fine. But some are emaciated. Yeah, and some seem really mad, and some of them don't. I guess yeah. those are the ones eating the synthetic protein. We'll get into all this science. Don't worry. But they're in this tropical dome, and I thought, oh, okay. Maybe the Arctic environment is conducive to their experiments, but the animals need like a tropical environment. But then at one point, there's like walrus men. Yeah. And I don't think like walruses live in the jungle. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know there are penguins who live in the warmer parts of Africa. Yeah, Dave saw them. But that's about it in terms of the animals. They helped me uh, stop the gorillas. You got to watch out for those gray penguins, though. Yeah. Vicious. <laughs> They're aligned with the gray gorillas. It's terrible. <laughs> Protecting those small diamonds. So anyway, so Mejia lands in her helicopter, and she's wearing like a, a nice dress and high heels for some reason. This it's was a pretty strapless strange. dress with a slit up the front. And I mean, she looks yeah. great in it. She's a babe. It just seems incredibly impractical for the work she's doing. Mm-hmm. So impractical. It's a little weird. I guess... She knew it was hot in there, but instead of wearing like, I don't know, khakis, yeah, like khakis <laughs> and like a polo, just this, this little party dress. I mean, that's um, what I wore on my trip. Absolutely, uh, but you were on vacation. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, getting seal DNA. Like her dress doesn't even have a pocket for a pen. I'm sorry to hear that. How's she going to do research? How do you? But she's not like she doesn't seem like a researcher. She seems like a a getter. A helper. Like a task person, yeah. Like a yeah. gopher. Yeah. Yeah, 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 more or less. So uh, so she's greeted by like a wolf person who chases her into the base where she meets the, the evil Dr. Mindbender. Now, Dr. Mindbender to me falls far below the Serpentor, Cobra Commander, Destro tier, but he's, you know, he's like a B or C grade villain of the week. He's he's part of the crew, but I he sucks shit. I think he looks... His his the the character design is really cool. Great body, yeah. He, yeah. Oh my god, Hachi Machi. Mm-hmm. He he looks great, but he's just a he's a very underwhelming character, and he's um a dummy. Yeah, <laughs> for being a doctor, he's a real dummy. Also, where are his sleeves? Well, you don't need them in the tropodome. Yeah, true enough. He just never has them. Also, like he's got guns. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? It bothers me. If I had arms to- like that, I would never wear sleeves. Never. And I would make fun of you constantly. Hmm. He's wearing his duster sweater with no sleeves. If you need a sweater that long, you need sleeves. Well, the duster's to protect him from the synthetic protein. (sighs) Yeah, I'm pretty clear. So then you find out that Dr. Mindbender and Cobra are financing Dr. Wendigo's experiments. Now, this is a really important point here because Mindbender points out, and you're never given a reason to disbelieve this, that Dr. Wendigo's took the money willingly and that he was very happy to have the money 
just put a pin in that for when we loop back around to how this resolves. <laughs> There's a lot of accountability issues here. You see a polar bear wearing a cobra uniform? He seems cool. <laughs> he seems happy to be there. I don't know. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then there's like, seems there's like, like a, a cuddler. <laughs> there's like a, <laughs> is she, is she, it's like an emaciated wolf who's not happy to be there. He's not. And uh, Mejia Exposition comes out to play. You're losing control, man. I control him as I control your brilliant uncle, Dr. Wendigos. <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty good. This is pretty good. Pretty good. And now, now we go outside the dome where Iceberg has not taken a vehicle or anything. He just, he just wandered to the Tropodome. And this, is, this might have been my favorite part of the episode. That's not true, but it's one of them. Because he goes to the Tropodome. He can't get in. So it looks like he just starts chainsawing through the earth. And I thought, is he taking like a Bugs Bunny hole? Like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> now... It cuts away, and then it comes back, and you find out he's building an igloo. But for a brief moment, all you see is him like just digging into like, just ice. So he, um, they say go away, and he's like, it's it just as ridiculous as the idea of like chainsawing into the tropodome. He just builds a structure to s- reside in for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, next to the tropodome. Yeah, he's just gonna hang out out there in his igloo. <laughs> he has no food. <laughs> I mean, he ostensibly, if you can build an igloo, you probably have the tools to fish. That's true. And you know what? I shouldn't say he has no food because I don't know what he has. He is shown reading the rise and fall of the Roman Empire inside the igloo. So oh he at least God. has that with him. <laughs> yes, I paused too. <laughs> I, I needed to know what the name of the book was. <laughs> is that a real book? Oh, yes, it is. It certainly is. It sure is. Uh, so Mindbender sends a wolfman out to get him. Um, we cut to the commercial. You get the, that, that sweet, sweet bumper. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. It's great. And the the YouTube stream, they cut it properly. So many of these things don't cut at the commercial properly. Mm -hmm. This one did. And I got an ad for Beanie Babies, which I was excited about. Mine did not cut properly. What the fuck? And there were two times when I was like, I hope that Ben can like get that quote smushed together properly without the ad in the middle. You already hit one of them. So I know you did. But well done. You're pointing at me. Yeah. You know what? I'll get those things unsmushed. You did it right. I don't even know what you're getting at, but you know what? I fucking killed it. <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> Not a question you, in the world. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Y- you rock. Thank you. You rock my world. You unsmushed those things. Listeners won't, won't know this. We uh, we talked about this cartoon, I don't know, like five weeks ago. And I think that was when I watched it. <laughs> so like, it's all, <laughs> this is all really top of the head kind of stuff here. But it is what it is. Okay. So I- Iceberg gets captured and now he is in a prison cell where it is cold and uh so so they have so the tropodome which is in the arctic has prison cells right that are cold so they're that is correct they're like refrigerating to arctic temperatures when they are in the arctic why do they have that why do they have it I wonder if they have to be cold to accept the genetic transformations, um, which I think should, that as that they touch briefly upon that when they give icebergs history. We should probably. I'm just going to say this clearly because um, I don't trust anybody's intellect out there. You know, we talked about polar bear men and wolf men. Doctor Mindbender and Doctor Wendigos are taking test subjects of the human variety and making them into like you know island of Doctor Moreau types here. 
adorable polar bears wearing little uniforms. Little polar bear uniforms. That's correct. So yeah, we're very bears. clear. <laughs> the walruses I, 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 have on V-necks. They're so cute. Yeah, they need to. Uh, but they're sh- evil. Show off the cleavage. Have you seen stills from the movie Tusk by Kevin Smith starring Justin Long? No. No. Missed it's, that one. It's a. I, I haven't seen it, but um, I've seen stills of it. And uh, the movie's about a guy who like sews mm-hmm. different body parts onto other people to make Justin Long eventually into a walrus. Um, mm-hmm. and okay. that's that's the image. He Justin Long looks exactly like these humanoid walruses from this episode of GI Joe. It's <laughs> very nice. It's very good. Mm. <laughs> I support it. I have a theory about the keeping people on ice. Okay. I think that there might be a bubble with that they're not insulating in the jungle dome. The tropodome. The tropodome. Do you think there's a bubble they're not insulating? Yeah, I think that they like they are heating parts of it and they're not bothering to refrigerate the cold parts. It's like at the edge. Well, heat's so it expensive. keeps it nice and cold. Right. So they're saving I'm sure. saying they're saving on energy. Yeah. Carbon neutral. It's hard to get a freezer down real low, but if you're already in the Arctic, you just let the cold air in. See what That's I'm so saying? folksy. It's just folksy. If that freezer's down real low, you just got to cheer it up. <laughs> Fill it up yeah. with a polar bear, man. Listeners yeah. weren't expecting to get a little like Aesop's fable out of there, but but we got one. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so the next bunch of stuff here is basically Mahia explaining what the fuck is going on. So she finds Iceberg in the prison. Uh, here's the first bit of the conversation. Phew, this place is hotter than Galveston, Texas. Iceberg! Mahia! Why did you come here, man? I, I figured you were in trouble. I was worried about you. But now you're going to be a human guinea pig. <laughs> okay. And then, so like, and he's like, what, what are you talking about? And then, so she starts to explain the mutant person thing and why some of them are mad and why some of them are happy. They refuse to eat man. They want real meat, not the synthetic protein we give them. Synthetic protein is what keeps them mutants. All right, so that this it's, is convoluted. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so the idea is that Dr. Mindbender and Dr. Wendigos can make people into animals using animal samples. But in order for them to stay that way, they need to be eating this synthetic protein that Dr. Mindbender apparently makes by hand in a big cauldron. <laughs> in a big <laughs> <juice> cauldron. <laughs> That he steady stirs up on his own. All this science and technology, and he's just sitting there like, I have neutral. It's synthetic protein. He has to make it himself. He, he's the only one that knows the recipe. He's like Snape, the potions master. <laughs> he's the only one who can do it right. But the second that these animals eat real protein, they revert back to person form. Like there's a wolf guy who's pissed off and he's jumping around and he, does he eat a bird or he kills a monkey or something. He eats a bird. Yeah, he eats bird. a bird. And then immediately... Like he becomes a nude man. I would argue he didn't even eat it. It simply was in it's his like gullet. It touched his mouth and that was it. Not the greatest plan. But for some reason, a lot of the animals are docile. Because the synthetic meat isn't enough? Or like they're maybe they're happy? Some of them like the synthetic meat? I don't I don't know. So like some so like the polar bears and the walruses look okay. They look like in shape or mm-hmm. fit. But then there's the emaciated ones, but there's presumably because they're still humanoid animals. Right. They're all eating the synthetic meat? You would think. It's synthetic protein, not synthetic. Yeah. Also, so like it's it's convoluted and then like 
the shitty stereotypical Jamaican accent doesn't make it any easier to like understand. It's a little confusing. She she says we don't eat man, and I thought she was saying we don't eat man. Like we don't eat man. Was she Bart Simpson? <laughs> I still don't know what you just said, Dave. We, we don't, don't eat what? Well, I mean, we you weren't paying attention. I, I heard him say it three different intonations, and I'm like, are you saying that we don't eat human beings, yeah. or are you saying we don't? Yeah, okay. that's what it sounded know. like at first. I saw where your eyes were. and uh, My ears aren't where my eyes are, Ben. Those hey, are different things. Hey, keep well, your ears up here, okay? <laughs> Pervert. I was reading about the history of this episode. Did you know that this is where the idea for Beyond Meat came from? I have a strange <laughs> feeling that's not true, but... Pretty sure. No, nah, you don't have to check it. It's fine. You know what? Fact check it. You got your, no, you got your fact check. It. Oh, now you're not going to check your phone. Okay. Just make it sure. Mejia has to leave. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the order of events here. Mejia has to leave Iceberg. You know, Dr. Mindbender's like, come here, woman. And then Mejia says one more thing. Iceberg, don't eat anything synthetic, no matter how hungry you are. You're going to make me nervous if you keep talking like that. <laughs> At this point, I think he'd, that he'd been captured for like five minutes. <laughs> Do you think he immediately was just going to take weird food that Cobra gives him? I mean... It's a weird setup. Also weird is that she says, don't eat anything synthetic. And mm-hmm. that brings up a lot of questions about stuff like cheese curls, Kool-Aid. Like, where is the line for synthetic? That's a good point. Like, could they just <laughs> sustain question. themselves on Kool-Aid? Maybe. You know, if that's synthetic, or does that have to be the... Mindbender synthetic protein. Mindbender's Officially protein. branded. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mindbender's protein, which you can only get in the Garfield Dome. <laughs> also sold through GNC online. He, um, and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to continue this, this joke through. Just know that there was like a prosthetic man ejaculating. And it was <laughs> synthetic protein. <laughs> there was a lot to it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going for. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad you picked up on it. Yeah, a lot of layers here. Yeah. Um, so he's captured, and then the Snowdrop and Wetsuit realize, oh, shit, Iceberg's probably in trouble. So they go to the Tropodome. They're scuba diving in for some reason, even though they don't they don't necessarily have a reason to think that there's something wrong, but they're scuba diving. They're just checking in. And then the walrus men, at this point, like they're in their native habitat of, of the water, and they start chasing snow job and wetsuit around. Oh no no no! They're not scuba diving. They're um they're on a boat. Are they on a boat? They, they get pulled into the. the that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tackle right. them and then and they get into the water. In. <laughs> snow job, snow job falls in. He pulls like a tab on his yeah. suit and, and it he just spins. becomes a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Why would his suit do that? Why would he have that capability? So that he can float to the surface if he starts to sink. He looked like Uncle Dursley from Harry Potter. Thing, or two <laughs> or Violet, he's turning Violet. Violet, he's turning <laughs> Big Blueberry. But he wasn't bring, blue. Bring Snowdrop like to the juicer. He, he would have been better off having wetsuits functionality, which is he was able to turn on jets and then speedboat away. Like he became a speedboat. Using a switch for Using some switch. reason. Yeah, well, wetsuit's wasn't a got these cool, the, cool things. Click, 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 click. Snowdrop has this uh, fucking instant balloon suit. <laughs> it's, like like, a, um, it's like um when a you're on a ship or a boat and they have the emergency vessel that you pull the rip cord and it like inflates yeah. they use that technology for his suit and then i think it was a prototype it's for like him he, to be like that was the wrong technology yeah, I, don't, I don't know it, it's like he's wearing like a, a one of those like sumo wrestler halloween costumes yes and like if he's gonna bust that out you would think 
that he would bust it out as a way to escape because all he does is float to the surface where he's immediately captured <laughs> and then he gets rolled into Dr. Mindbender's <laughs> office. Like, what the fuck was the point of this? They don't show it, but imagine him, like, he gets to the surface and he's just kind of, like, rolling like a big buoy. <laughs> to be fair, though, he did not drown. No, that is true. He did not drown. So it did save his life mm-hmm. in that way, assuming mm-hmm. that that was a concern for him as a very well-trained person who's... <laughs> In the Arctic and the ocean. It's just really weird stuff. So Dr. Mindbender's excited. He knows he's going to have another test subject. He throws Snowjob in with Iceberg. And you see Iceberg. I mean, he can't have been in there that long. This guy looked like he was dead. It was cold. It was cold. That's it. Like, did they torture him or did they just leave him in the cold? I think it was just very cold. You can die of exposure pretty rapidly. And was he in his Iceberg gear? I think he was, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was. Because they He's in his iceberg gear because later it uh it falls off. Falls right off. That's right. That's right. And we so, see everything. <laughs> just in case you're wondering if he does look like shit, Snowjob confirms it. Iceberg, you don't look so good. What have you done to him? Quiet, fool. Ah! Oh! That's the polar bear smacking him and talking. By the way, just in case you're. He's a cute polar bear. Sweater. He just he like he he mauls Snowjob enough to knock him down, but not enough to actually hurt him. So he's a teddy bear. It's pretty good. So now Snowjob. Okay, so they. God damn it! There's so much happening. They pull Iceberg out, and Doctor Mindbender reveals that they're going to make him into a killer whale for some reason. <laughs> and this this is the line for Doctor Wendigos. But 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 but. <laughs> His big time protest. Like, I don't know why this is the point that he's like, no, you, you can't turn this guy into a killer whale. That, that's fucked up. Wolves, Arctic foxes, walruses, <laughs> bats, anything. Just not orcas. It's just, it's just too much. We're, we're not ready. <laughs> in the meantime, Snowjob is cold and is falling asleep. So it's like how Jack died in Titanic. And then... Now we get to the transformation. So in classic like evil scientist fashion, they have Iceberg laid out on a table and there's a big ray above him. And then they shoot him with a pink ray and they say it'll be a swift transformation. I timed it, you guys. Mm-hmm. It's over what? a minute. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's over a minute of this guy transforming. Wow. And for some reason, transforming from man to orca isn't painful. It's like being blown up like a balloon. So what you're hearing is Iceberg on the table. He's expanding and like turning into like a blobby form. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to turn like turn in like the the, the, the black skin of the orca. Um, and at one point his clothes like rip off. And there's just like a little shred of clothing over his crotch. And at that point he looked like a, a giant poop. <laughs> at that point, yeah. And it was great. And, then, and only at that point. And then he turns... After like a minute ten, he finally turns into not just an orca, an insanely huge, orca. <laughs> absolutely a enormous tiger-sounding orca, but not a humanoid orca. No, well, because well, well, not in the humanoid way of like the wolf or the polar bear or the walrus. Like those all look like humans with like animal heads. Not yeah. in the way. Yeah, of you the won't walrus. be putting a you won't be putting a cobra outfit on this particular orca. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. They just don't have a large enough V neck sweater for him. Not in the way of the walrus, cuckoo, cachoo. <laughs> in the whole meantime, this is where Doctor <laughs> Mindbender's cooking. He's cooking the protein. He's just got the big vat. He's getting things ready. 
in the meantime, so Snowjob has fallen asleep. So, you know, he's in trouble too. But then Wetsuit just shows up at the cell and then Snowjob is fine. <laughs> and they, they, they get out. He broke in. In the meantime, the rest of the Joes are coming and Lady J flies in through the top of the Tropodome. She has the most exquisite aim of any dart that ever landed in any control yeah, gotta, panel in the like history of cartoons. Shoot an arrow into a control panel. It's like a Mission Impossible scenario. <laughs> yes. It's like, you would call it an orifice. I would say it looked like an anus that she flies through. She yes. flies right through the anus and into uh, the humid inside of the tropodome. That's the, the tropodome sphincter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the sphincter closes. Tightens up as soon as someone enters. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. It's disgusting, Shayla. Folks, folks, that was Ben's uh, polar je- bear jeans zipping right back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're watching Lady J do commando stuff, and it's like, this sucks. I want to see the fucking orca man. <laughs> Unfortunately, the cartoon provides, because now Iceberg wakes up, and he's, he's just a killer whale now. Like, he's just lying. <laughs> He's just an enormous killer whale on this table. He's not struggling to breathe or anything. Like not like being a, in the, the water isn't like bothering him. An enormous him. black and white newborn baby. It's just like batting <laughs> around, wrecking things, just like unable to control itself. But like, the good news for Iceberg, Doctor Mindbender's been through this. He understands the trauma of of what's <laughs> happened and, and kind of what Iceberg has gone through. And you know, he greets him as a friend. been through quite an ordeal, my good man. You must be very hungry. Come now, we'll feel much better with a healthy dose of protein. Iceberg, resist him! <laughs> because <laughs> he brings him like a big bowl of like stew. <laughs> and I can work not going to eat that. <laughs> I never, I didn't notice the first time that weird bubbling sound either. Mm-hmm. The, the through that whole time? Yeah, he's pooping. Oh. Yeah. He's pooping out the That's synthetic nice protein. That's how it's made. Have oh. a salad bowl full of this fake meat. Milk, milk, lemonade. This is where the synthetic protein's made. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As Iceberg struggles with his new reality, the Joes are infiltrating. Lady J throws a gas grenade at some wolf guys, and, and all of the other heroes end up in an elevator. And then the elevator gets stuck, <laughs> gets right? They stuck. <laughs> they fucking they cut the power. And they're worried, and... The power's been shut down. Ah, four new volunteers. And so Iceberg's just like flopping around. <laughs> and he's attacking everybody with his... Just flopping. Why did they... If they... We're turning him into a giant two-ton animal. Mm-hmm. Why did they put him on that human-sized table? It, oh, man. Here's what I would have done. There's a pretty yeah. simple solution to this. I would have not had the polar bear as the cobra henchman, and I would have turned Iceberg into a polar bear, and then it would be so much less preposterous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy that they went the orca route, though. So we wouldn't have this episode. Mm-hmm. It's important um, later that he's an orca because otherwise the freezing thing is less of a concern because he would have had his little sweater and his fur. Oh, uh, by the way, orcas are found all over the globe from the warmer tropical waters near the equator to the frigid north and south poles. Their range in the Arctic has usually been limited. So 
Good chance, good chance the orcas wouldn't even have been there. Anyway. Assuming that we're right that that's where they are. Ne- yeah, neither here nor there. But, More uh, likely to be in Jamaica than in, in Antarctica. I looked this up. If a killer whale has ever eaten a human? Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hmm. Killer whale has never eaten a human, so. But they have killed them. For sure. You crave a passion, of course. <laughs> Via toxicology. Yeah. Get out of my dome tent. That's my <laughs> wife. Do you guys not remember when the the orca killed the trainer at SeaWorld? That like that wasn't that long ago. SeaWorld trainer death. Let's find out here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it was 12 years ago. That's right. The orca and the SeaWorld trainer were going to rob a bank and um the orca turned on the SeaWorld trainer cuz he was going to be the one that drove the bus. Mhm. Right? And then he drew, and then <laughs> yeah, he drove exactly. away. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, Titty come the orca is the one that uh that killed those people. All right. Well, he's never eaten a human. How's that? It's not part of their diet. Yeah. What uh what was the orca's name? Uh Titty come. <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. T I L I K U M. Titty come. <laughs> that one's for our listener Emily. <laughs> just, just consider that. <laughs> uh so anyway, so Tillicum. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, no, <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. So now the Joes are captured. Lady K has some precognition. Good Lord, that thing is iceberg. Time to say goodbye. <laughs> um, so then what happens? Uh, iceberg whale, like brundlefly, like falls through the floor. And then just like there's one layer of floor in the tropodome, and then it's just ocean. <laughs> That's it. He just falls through the ice, and he's in the water, and and he leaves. And then Doctor Mindbender tries tries to run away, and you're like, well, okay, like that's I I guess now he's just a whale, but nah, nah, because Mejia makes another appearance here because she has to explain something. We must go after Iceberg immediately. If he eats raw protein, he'll become human and freeze to death. Again, seems like a real fatal flaw in the Cobra plan. Right. That you would just instantly turn back into a human and die. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, it's he would die because he's in the, the water. He's but in like, the cold water. Just It's just um, like if, if they unleashed an army of these animals across the world, like, mm-hmm. how are they going to feed them synthetic protein all the time? Well, they're all going to have bubbling bowls of stew uh, constantly <laughs> replenishing right. on their backs. It's, uh, they wear the helmets with like the two uh, <laughs> bottles on yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the straws. Oh, the beer helmet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. That's how you, you stay good. So Iceberg Whale is going to go merc some seals. They think they don't actually know. Like he's just gone. Like he doesn't ever say he's hungry. But um, so, God, what the fuck is happening? They use wetsuit. They put wetsuit in a helicopter. He's hanging from like a like a a seat that's that's hanging from the helicopter. Yes, because they're going to use him as bait. This is why I looked up the killer whale thing. There's no record of an orca ever killing a human in the wild. It only killed those SeaWorld trainers who deserved it. Right, and they it only in, they've only recorded a single wild injury, and it was when he was surfing in a wetsuit. So they think the whale confused him for a well, he a seal. He tried to crest the wave higher than the whale, Ugh. and you don't you don't gnar Ugh. on a whale like that. Be the Greenpeace poster boy? Hmm. 
I get it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get that it. one. And then Iceberg is just screaming maniacally. Uh, <laughs> he, like the other whale, comes out of the, He's just like flopping on the ice above the water. And then, what the fuck? They shoot him with a dart. I mean, he shoots him with a dart. And then he screams and falls asleep. And then she just like, I don't know where she got this. She wanders up to him, to his like his his sleeping whale body with a steak. <laughs> this raw meat should change him back to normal. It's starting to work. I just want to pause here to point out. That he turned into a werewolf too? That yeah. she had... A piece of meat so large yeah. that if that man had tried to like swallow it, he would have died choking on it. Where does it, it go? <laughs> it just evaporates. Yeah, it's just gone. It goes in the orca mouth and then it is gone and the man is alive and not choking on that piece of meat that's like literally well, the size of two human heads. If you wanted to choke on the meat, he should have gone to the dumb tent. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and again, yeah, the transformation involves werewolf noises, which is very confusing. Yeah, and it shoot. He jumps on the ice, right, to get the seal. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just let him eat the seal? Why did they have to like trank him? Because he, he cruelty this, to animals. Because he's on the ice already. Mm-hmm. There's no difference between him eating a seal on the ice and then shooting a tranquilizer into him and hand feeding them this giant rock um, stick. <laughs> counterpoint: They didn't want to show the trauma of a baby seal dying on screen. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, what is this a nature documentary? I mean, it pretty much is, but all the age, scientific all the accuracy nature I ever need. <laughs> Morgan Morgan Freeman narrates this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, so they he uh changes back into iceberg, the man, and he's buck naked, and then they come over with a blanket and a brand new pair of polar bear jeans and put them right on him. <laughs> And he was so happy because that was the thing he wanted. He's like, these are snug. <laughs> Why? Okay. So they had enough time to go to get the helicopter, right? And then get a, a raw steak from somewhere. Couldn't they have brought Iceberg like a change of clothes? Like this poor bastard sitting in the helicopter just under a blanket. I don't know. No. Yeah. Blankets only. Unless unless Ma- Mahia wanted to. One size fits all. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. See everything. Mahia, Mahia. Mm-hmm. Take a letter, Mahia. <laughs> Go get me a steak. I still... Mahia. Feed it to a killer whale and a human whale make. <laughs> um. The ease with which you just wrote that is <laughs> startling. It's creative outlets. So they're on the helicopter now. And all is well. Iceberg is just fine now. <laughs> He's suffered no long-term trauma from turning into a fucking whale. Well... That we're aware of. Yeah. His body seems okay. We don't know the long-term traumatic emotional effects. Yeah, it's like long COVID. You know, who knows? CPTSD. C- Com- P- complex PTSD. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I know the name oh, of disease PTSD. Too. Orca. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, complex because he was a non-human for a little bit there. There is actually a sequel episode where it finally gets like he he isn't seen for a couple seasons, uh, and they finally get back to him, and the whole the whole thing just deals with him like talking to a therapist. It's it's pretty pretty fascinating, pretty pretty interesting for GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Pretty He's deep. Just constantly yeah. eating fish. Yeah, that'd be all right. But the episode hasn't resolved yet. There are, there are still many loose ends. 
Uh, one is there's a, a radio communication. Low light. Any word from Dial Tone and Dr. Wendigos? Yeah, they got everything under control. They fed the captives raw meat and they reverted to normal. That's it for Dr. Wendigos. He's fine. No consequences for his actions whatsoever. <laughs> Other than he has lost his his scientific research, I guess. So maybe he didn't know that Cobra was financing. Like maybe they financed him under like a a different name. A but cobra by any name is just as evil. That's right. A cobra the enemy by any name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I am the walrus. Um, but Cuckoo like, could you. But he could have like just fed them raw meat and they all could have escaped. At any them. time he could yeah. have Right, because that. he That's clearly correct. was a willing participant in right. all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think Dr. Wendigo's bit of a bit of a con man. Or is he a he's Wendigo? Like, he's like this FTX CEO. You seen this guy? Greed. Bankman Freed or whatever the fuck. More like Bankman Fraud. I don't even know Freed's in his name. I'm going to assume that it is. But you, but you got to fraud, so that's good. Yeah. But we're still not done because now we cut to Dr. Mindbender, who's in his own inflatable like dinghy, but he's got a rocket launcher. Dinghy. And, and he's going to shoot a rocket at, at our, our heroes. But then the original killer whale comes back and, and chases him away, presumably eating him. Again, he had no sleeves on in the Arctic. Doesn't need him. Put on a damn jacket, sir. It is cold. You are not a middle schooler. You are not a middle schooler. Yeah, because middle schoolers famously hate wearing jackets. And have giant <laughs> arms and biceps. They're <laughs> just like... Enormously long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those gross oh, yeah. birds, man. Those, those, oh, those are killer. Like orangutans. Yeah. Um, so that that's G.I. Joe, uh, the threequel. Would you show this one to an impressionable child? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh it's it's delightful even as a, i feel like a child would understand how ridiculous it is there's a, like no gun violence it's just all tranquilizers and body horror and i think that's fine for children mm. loud agreement we don't have bullets here we just have whales we have funny walrus men and I think it's far enough outside of science for a kid to be like, science is weird and cauldrons. Okay, I'm into it. I think in today's society, we we crush children's dreams far too quickly, right? In this hellscape that we live in. So I think, you know what? Let a Let a boy or a girl dream of being fused with a killer whale. That's right. To make a thing that as adults we know should not be. But as a child, it's a world of wonder. Mm-hmm. There was a young Dr. Henry Wu that watched this episode mm-hmm. and became a geneticist. That's right. And worked at Jurassic Park and made, you know, John Hammond's dreams come true. Like that that happened. There was but a, a they, young Dare Dare to Dream children. <laughs> a young Danielle Beyond who saw this. Said, hmm, <laughs> I really don't like hamburger. That's right. 
and those are just two stories of millions of, of the millions. beyond family millions yeah. that's right somewhere a little girl saw this episode and she said do i need pockets no i just need fashion and that's okay too that's okay too one to five walrus men five 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 walrus men i like it four and a half walrus men because what the fuck? There were not any whale noises. They had every opportunity to use whale noises, and instead they used a man just going, mm-hmm. use whale noises mm-hmm. next time. Then you'll get a five. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> real, real whale noises, like in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Star Trek for the voyage home. Yeah, I was at a four and a half. But then Shailen's insane Hurricane Katrina memories <laughs> propelled it up to a five. Because <laughs> I feel like... This episode didn't make me uncomfortable. It made me very comfortable in its scientific premise. <laughs> Enveloped me like as if I were turning into an animal of some sort. If you guys had a choice, like if you were a test subject to Dr. Mindbender, but he was like, you can be any animal. Hmm. Hybrid, what would you be? That's me asking, not Dr. Mindbender, but, but, but put yourself in the moment. You're there willingly. Oh, man. Um... Large cat. Maybe a, okay. a, a bald eagle. <laughs> like Sam Eagle from the Muppets? Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I would look like. I would want to be a koala bear. I think Why? that'd be pretty cool. Adorable. But they're so delicate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like... I'm they, not, they can only eat one kind I'm of food. I'm not like a stout man. What, what do they eat? No, they can eat synthetic protein. That would be okay. Oh, synthetic yeah, I'd protein. I'd be all right. I drink some of those Soylent drinks. I'm, I'm all right. I can do that fake shit. S- hmm. Synthetic uh, eucalyptus. Hmm, that's too far. Sorry. That doesn't cut it. So, uh, Ben, you asked an interesting question about what would we be if Dr. Mindbender turned us into into animals? And Hey, thanks. It's a great segue into a game that I've created for tonight's episode. Our four-year anniversary. I want to play a game of uh, Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Would You Rather. So... Here are the rules. It's not complicated, okay? So stop, Shailen. Stop judging me. Too late. I'm going to give you a question, and you mm-hmm. guys can choose. It's it's an either or. And you guys can choose either side. Now, you could choose both. You could both choose the same side, right? But what you have to do is you have to defend why you chose that. And then I will be the judge, and whoever has the best argument as to why you chose that side will receive a point. Hmm. Okay. Fascinating. So classic debate. So we'll start off with an easy one. <laughs> we just got through election season, huh? I, I know. I'm a little too late. I wrote this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a G.I. Joe or a Cobra the Enemy? G.I. Joe, because... They're America's hero, and also they always win. And also, I wouldn't be called the enemy. Okay, hmm. Ben? I, Cobra, because there's a chance you could see Cobra Commander take his thing off, and you could see if he was actually a snake man, which I believe they actually made him in the movie. And also, you, you get to wear like a nice royal blue uniform hmm. and a cool face mask. And this was pre-COVID, baby, so this was just for style. Okay. And better vehicles. I'm going to give that one to Ben because I've always been interested in 
what's under that mask, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I know, I think, I think he is a, a, a an actual snake person. I believe that they clarify he is a snake person of some sort. Yes, yes. So I'm going to give that one to Ben. And I'm going to change the rules slightly because, Shailen, I know you. Uh oh. And I know you will take the fastest route possible to end this game. <laughs> so. That's not true. I usually take the easiest route, not the fastest route. <laughs> Those are different. So you have to have, you have to take 20 seconds. And you can't just wait and then say yes. Your answer has to be 20 seconds long or you will be disqualified. Listeners, if you could look up the picture of exasperation in the dictionary, that's my face right now. Uh, also harshly judgmental. I, I just want to give I, I, I just want to give you a fair a fair shake at this game. A fair shake. I don't think I have a 20 second thing on the board. I do have a 30 second thing. That's not appropriate though. Uh, but just a few. <laughs> okay, we won't use that. You know, we, we can use that. It's post Thanksgiving here. At the it's, US, it's there now. It's, 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 no, it's, it's, it's over. The time is over for Squabble Squabble. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a cartoon character come to life so that you can marry it or become a cartoon character so you can marry one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Yeah. If the cartoon character comes to life, is it in a realistic fashion or is it literally like a reverse cool world? What's the reverse cool world? Like, okay. Like let's say like when Homer was in Tron. Well, not even that. Like, okay, let's say this is not the character I would choose. Marge Simpson. I'm like, I want to, I want to get down with Marge Simpson, but I want her in my world. She shows up in real life. Is she like looking like Marge Simpson in the cartoon or is she like, like she's a human with yellow skin and blue hair. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, 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 no. So or she like would look expanded like a, she would into like, like she would kind of be like a person, but kind of you know, it would be like a a Marge Simpson looking person that would look like a human, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Have all the have all the the characteristics of Marge. It would be like your platonic ideal of mm-hmm. of Marge Simpson in this case. I would be a cartoon, and I would marry Cleo from the Cadillac Cats. <laughs> and why? Okay, because if you. <laughs> If you brought an anthropomorphized cat into the real world and married it, you'd be labeled like a like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And I just want to live my life, and so I would become a cartoon, uh, maybe a cat man. I'm not sure, and I would uh, I'd hang out with Cleo. Okay, all right, Shailen. I would become a cartoon, okay. so that I could marry Race Bannon from Johnny Quest. Race Bannon, the yeah. old guy. No, the hawk guy from Johnny Quest. The guy with the he's silver like, hair? He's like 70. Fox. What would you and also, like as a cartoon character? he's not at home, so I don't have to wash his dishes. Ooh. What? I wash dishes. I understand that. Hmm. I didn't criticize you marrying a fucking cat. I don't know why you're being weird well, to me. Well, there's nothing to criticize there. <laughs> it's a perfect decision. Anything for that pussy, Ben. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Literally. Uh, Too old I'm to give that one to Shailen because she's real thirsty for race band. <laughs> real thirsty. And she got that dish dig into Ben. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But Yeah, I don't know what that's about either. I agree. Actually, I do know what it's about. I mean, dishes ostensibly, but. Yeah, yeah. Silver Fox. <laughs> he, he's a hunk. 
Why wouldn't you want him to become to turn into real life though, Shailen? Because he's old. He's old. Okay, so but cartoon, it wouldn't matter in the cartoon world. He's spry. It's fine. Okay, he's a cartoon. So wouldn't he be spry as in in the in the real world? I'm not interested in wrinkles, Dave. <laughs> oh. What about prune face from Dick Tracy? <laughs> uh, no thanks. All right. It's tied one to one. Okay. Your next question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather deal with escaping the Games Master's Island or deal with escaping the Boogeyman's Lair from real Ghostbusters? Games Master's Island, not even a question. I'm jumping okay. again. Why? 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 Because there's like candy lakes and stuff. And if you drowned, at least you would drown with a smile on your face. And the Games Master is like a delightful fop. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything particularly nefarious about him. The Boogeyman, my God. My God. You seen that guy? My God. Shailen, put that on your pipe. All right. So I'm taking the same position as Ben. Okay. But my reasoning is different. Not because I would die and be fine. (laughs) But because if I survive, then nightmares from Games Master's Island are much less traumatic than Boogeyman. Okay. When I survive, not if, when I survive, I would like to rest again someday. Although a point in the the other direction, it's not enough to make me change, is if you were escaping from the Boogeyman, you could escape to that fucking sweet ass Boogeyman song. (laughs) That's right. And right here. I think um, he's gonna find you. I, uh, I, you're both right. The Candyland, Candy Island thing of the Games Master is a easier place to try to survive. But I believe the Boogeyman's Lair is an easier place to escape from. The island requires you to have a whole army of Joes and Cobra come to come to your rescue. You might not have that. As just Should I not be paid chain. Joes for my work? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters just needed to get out and find the door. They got out easily. But the argument here will go to Ben for the use of delightful fop. I'll tell you what, you give me a dome tent, I wouldn't even want to escape. If I could live inside Garfield <laughs> on the Games Master's Island, oh, ooh, baby, you got yourself up, a stew. Up in those I gut re- fields. I reject the results based on Dave liking Ben more than me. Mm. That sounds that's, about right. That's not true. That sounds not true. about right. It's like ninety percent true, but it's not fully true. <laughs> <laughs> you and your you and your whack ball friends can't accept uh, results. My whack ball friends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a little group Fuck. called the Oath Keepers. Yeah, that is not my <laughs> friends. Can storm in the Capitol. Yikes! Um, would you rather? <laughs> yeah, that gets the yikes. That gets the yikes. <laughs> Yes, it does. It gets the yikes. That makes me as uncomfortable as like thinking about a football stadium. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like that's not uncomfortable enough. But anyway. If you, if you made the connection between like the uncomfortable Tropodome and the um, soccer stadium built for the this year's World Cup, I would maybe buy that more. But I'm mm. still I'm still I'm still struggling with that, Katrina. Less humidity. (laughs) It was the humidity that made the connection, maybe. Okay. 
I can't explain how it works. I can only tell you things go in and things come out. I don't know the middle part. There's squirrels or something. I don't know. I love it. It's a wild ride. Uh, you guys, would you rather babysit Fantastic Max or uh, for, for one night or Monster Watch, My Pet Monster, for one night? Question. Mm-hmm. Am I aware of the shenanigans? Because in Fantastic Max, it appears that no one is aware of his shenanigans. I think you have to answer that question yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Fantastic Max, because I put him to bed at bedtime, and in the morning, he's not dead. And I don't have to do anything in the middle. What if there was an alien adventure and he died? Yeah. Not my problem. What if you were uh, like his sister and sometimes involved in the plot? Uh, that I asked that question and you said I could answer it. Mm-hmm. You just didn't think it through fully. If I have to be involved in his bullshit plot, then obviously my pet monster because he's like silly and kooky and not terrible. <laughs> he's okay. silly and kooky. He's <laughs> a kooky little guy. Okay. My pet monster is my silly kooky friend. <laughs> silly kooky friend. There's never a moment when I'm hanging out with my pet monster that I'm worried about actual death. Yeah, you're just worried about kookiness. Right, that's correct. This guy going to fall in the pile of coconuts or something? It's crazy. He's going to mess up the sandcastles. That's what I qualify about uh, kooky behavior. Anyway, I am also going to go with my pet monster. And here's why. Fantastic Max already accounted for with AB Sitter and the other, I don't know, fucking Joe Servo or whatever. He's fine. My pet monster. He's with the shitty kid. You don't know what would happen. And you know what? I like gremlins. So I'd want to I'd do things like feed them after midnight and see what happens. Get them wet. Well. So you, so you, would, rather, <laughs> you would rather watch My Pet Monster? Uh, yeah. Like Shailen, I'm more interested in giving My Pet Monster smack. Okay. All I right. didn't know that he likes to get wet, but. I didn't know you like to get wet, Jake. That's right. <laughs> no, I like, uh, I, I think uh, Shailen's, Shailen's argument is better. Ben, you would rather babysit my pet monster than babysit max and you've brought this up in your answer who is Mm -hmm. already being babysat yeah are avoiding the easiest job in the world that's correct yeah so uh, to get my hands dirty yeah okay all right i appreciate it i'm gonna be analyzed for wanting to do do work you're a a blue collar blue collar solid i get it these hands have seen things Mm -hmm. i'm holding my hands up to the microphone chaos agent okay this is a tough one would you rather be a genetically trans? Would you rather be genetically transferred into a humanoid shark and fight a bear, uh-huh. or a humanoid bear and fight a shark? Clarifying question. Yes. Where do we have to fight? That um, you would Jungle. have to fight in the animals uh, realm. Which, which animal? Hold on, what the fuck does that mean? So if you if you if you fought in a the shark, realm if of- you became a shark and fought a bear, you would have to fight on land. Mm-hmm. If you became a bear to fight a shark, you would have to fight in the water. So the the animal gets the home turf. I would become a bear fighting a shark in a bear's home turf because a shark would die in the forest before I had to beat it up too much. Counterpoint. I would be a shark fighting a bear in the shark's territory because the bear would drown in the deep sea. Bears can swim and sharks often inhabit shallow waters. Remember, you are, you, you, you're, you're humanoid, so you can... They don't 
what would be? Hold on, follow that thread. I, I have a I have a counterpoint to Shalem, but I, I want to follow this thread. I, I'm a humanoid shark, so so what? No, no, like so get, you're a humanoid shark, and you would fight a bear on land. So like a like a real bear, not like or a, like you're a, a humanoid bear, and you would fight a shark in the water. Yeah, you reversed it. No, wait no, a minute. Yeah, you, yes, yeah, you, you did. did. You said the animal's territory. You said the, the animal. The we anim- picked? No, not the humanoid animal. The animal animal. Oh, you did it backwards then. What? Damn it, Dave. So wait a minute. I would be if sh- I'm a humanoid shark, that's right. Fighting a bear in the ocean? No, you're then- a humanoid shark fighting the bear <laughs> on land. The animal animal's territory. But why the did the synthetic animal. why did the synthetic protein work? That's right. What does it taste like? So wait a minute. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if, if I was if I chose to be a man bear, mm-hmm. I would have to fight a shark in the ocean? That's right. And if I chose to be a man shark, I'd have to fight a bear in the forest. That's correct. Then I, w- I have to be the bear because if I'm a man shark in the forest, I can't breathe and I'm dead. But here's the thing: you're a humanoid, That's so you right. could breathe. But is humanoid in where my lungs and my air comes from, or is it just having legs? I don't know. Where you're does the, humanoid, humanoid begin and begin you're and the end? Humanoid animal here, like you, you, you decide. I'd want to be the humanoid shark, and there's several reasons why. Okay. One, Street Sharks was a great show. I still get them teeth. So if that bear, he's he's waddling up, being a fucking dum dum, snap on his ass too. In my scenario, I can breathe. Three, humanoid shark to me means you can walk on like little fins. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like your ankles are tied together and you're doing like a little walk. And I yeah, think that bear would be freaked out. You're, you're jaunty as fuck. And I'd say, fuck off, bear. J-A-F. You're fucked. Okay. Shailen? Fucked. Bear. <laughs> I'm a bear. I'm in Chatham. The shark is in shallow water. I'd lift that shit up. I'd beat the fuck out of him. I'd take a giant bite like he's hold a on, salmon. Hold on. Ah, hold and I on. win. I don't think you get to decide where the... <laughs> Dave the didn't say is. I couldn't. That's true. He did, I did not, not say I could I not. not. The shark's habitat. Yeah, you get so to decide sand, if your shark can breathe or not. Monstable. Because that's me. I'm affecting me. I'm not I'm affecting a- the shark. I am the shark. No. I am the shark. I'm the bear. And the shark is in Chatham. And it's fucking dead. I win. Chatham in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, known for its shallow, shallow shark killing waters. That's actually true. Have you been watching the news for the last five years? Global warming, it's a problem. Global warming is a big problem. I have a sneeze in my nose. <laughs> I know that sharks are there, but I don't think the shallow waters are, are killing the sharks. <laughs> the shallow waters are drawing the sharks in where bears can eat them. Okay, all right. Like salmon, which bears eat like and are not eaten by. Like salmon. <laughs> Bear wins. Oh, boy. This one's tough. Because you hate awarding Shaylin points, even though she is objectively the winner. I mean, you've won two points out of this game. It's it's tied, Shaylin. My name is pronounced Shaylin. Glomal. Glomal. There's a sneeze in there. I know, I can't say my bees when I get a sneeze. Can you stop sniffing into the microphone? No. Yo, difficult that is. That one was really loud. That, that, you gotta edit that one out. That was a, I, that was I a, got to edit out the whole sentence. I, like, everything swirl. we were just saying has to go away. So I'm gonna put a big fucking bleep in, and it's gonna be less <laughs> obtrusive than that that fucking sniff. <laughs> like the other ones have been fine. This one like hit my ear. The it was wrong like leaning away from the microphone. Anything. My head was turned. <laughs> oh, god damn. Um, I'm gonna give. You know what? I give points to neither of you because I clearly said the scenario 
No, about, you didn't. About the, the animal's home turf, and you two collectively misinterpreted it. Well, first ben? you said you were going to swim in the animals, or we were going to fight in the animals, and I was picturing like an animal ball pit full of animals. I would like <laughs> to implore Ben during the editing process uh-huh. for an instant replay on Dave being wrong here. I don't even mind giving up the point to Ben as long as we can prove that Dave is wrong here. I do deserve the point. And you guys know there's nothing I like more than just homing in on any one single mistake and it's true. Making it a much bigger thing than it needed to be. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Sometimes like when you guys can't remember the name of the cartoon, it, it's, you know, that's warranted, but what's our next one? There's a celebrity here that wants to give you a would you rather. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Okay, here we are. How you guys doing? How's your mothers? Good. So, would you rather be unable to stop 9/11 or open a chain of burger restaurants with your less su- <laughs> with your less successful brothers? Shailen, how about you? You go first. I thought I was getting 20 seconds. Well, you got it. You have 20 seconds to answer. You have to answer for 20 seconds. I thought I had to wait for 20 We've seconds. We've been playing this game for like 55 minutes. Like- See, going back. <laughs> Why am I talking like Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> going back. If I can't I- stop 9 11, obviously I'm going to open a burger chain with my less successful brothers. Okay. Obviously. Okay. And also, the cheeseburgers will be delicious. Will they be in and out? No. Will they taste good? Yes. Also, extra pickles will be available. Everybody wins. I'm choosing option three. Yeah. Becoming a uh, a boxer turned actor turned paralyzed turned priest. And <laughs> Mel Gibson's my father. <laughs> Shit. Ben, I even wrote Father Stew in that answer after the question. Congratulations on your point, Ben. Point awarded to Ben. Shailen. Yes. You cannot win. That's okay. But we could Except- end in the famous Watchbots tie. Would only be fitting. It's one so more. fuck it up. One more question here. Would you rather create a famous cartoon, but it's canceled by the woke liberal media 20 years later, or would you uh, develop a beloved line of toys that's later co-opted by QAnon diehards, uh, you know, like a mascot of sorts? I would rather be canceled for doing the thing that is right than be embraced for doing what is wrong. Huh? Unabashedly. So what would you choose? <laughs> the first one. So you Wait would choose. But that doesn't, if you're being canceled by the woke liberal media, that would mean that you did something not right. I would rather do that than be a mascot for bullshitters. But th- but your original intent was not f- was not for them. You know, you weren't developing it for QAnon. They co-opted it. I don't care. I don't want QAnon to be successful. And therefore, whatever the woke liberal media needs to do to make sure that QAnon is unsuccessful... What is what is my artistic integrity? I know what I did. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> ben? I can answer this question. Yeah. And I'm not as, you know, I'm, I'm not on my high horse here. No, get off. I'm it. down here in the muck. I'm down I here. I don't in even the, think you have a high I'm horse. I'm in the muddy pit. Yeah, you've, uns- you've unbridled. You've unsaddled. I would rather do the cartoon because ostensibly I will have made my money and I would have made some delightful jokes. That people in retrospect would say that's off color, but how would I have known at the time? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you go back and you watch like you watch Old Family Guy, like I do constantly, and like you watch those first seasons, and you're like, God damn, you can't say that, but they did, they did, and being canceled now, Seth MacFarlane's already there, fucking making bad TV shows, still, I and mean, he didn't stop nine eleven. 
Makes you think. I am thinking a lot right now. Makes you think. Ben, the question was about the economy. <laughs> oh, boy. This one's tough. Ben, your answer was cogent. Mm-hmm. Tight, cohesive. Hell yeah. Well thought out. Thoughtful. Shailen, your answer incited a rage in me that I didn't think would happen <laughs> when I wrote this question down. Incited a riot. Yeah. What? I, I was I, so mad at the, how, how you misunderstood <laughs> this question and the assignment. But I'm going to have to give you that point because you somehow did it. Yes, I did it. You somehow did it. Folks, happy anniversary. It's a WatchBots tie. Yeah. All right. High five. I feel like that was rigged to end in that that manner, but that's fine. That's true because I should have won and Dave gave gave you points that you didn't earn. So you're welcome. I'm not sure about that. We got a tie. uh, Would you rather uh, the game where the points don't matter? (laughs) I like it. On to the mailbag. Hey, losers, what property doesn't have a holiday special that you think should have one? Sincerely yours, Scott Farkas. Thanks, good. Mm. Mm. That's a great question. Mm. I'll kick us off here. Please. Transformers. <laughs> Picture Optimus Prime in like a Santa hat. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have the, the reaction figure line. They made an Optimus Prime and he's, I think his blaster is shaped like a candy cane or it's colored like a candy cane. But I have checked and confirmed that there is no Transformers holiday special. But like mm. Spike is given the the Autobots presence and they don't get it. And then perhaps Megatron or actually Starscream is portraying like a, a Grinch type character and they're stealing all the Energon cubes. Starscream it, is much more it, apt. It there. writes itself. I agree. One of the human characters, they've forgotten the meaning of Christmas and mm-hmm. one of the robots, one of the Transformers like shows them without knowing that they're showing them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's, uh, I don't know if it's easy, but it's obvious. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Of course, yeah. An hour-long special mm-hmm. where the wrestlers alternate between their matches and solving crimes or mysteries and giving each other presents. Mm-hmm. Um, so picture like fucking Randy Savage and Iron Sheik oh, exchanging, exchanging stockings. Luna Fashan and Alunder Blaze just just exchanging exchanging presents they got the same thing you know maybe there's a, a gift of the magi situation between ultimate warrior and hulk hogan who knows who knows the the opportunities the the routes you could take it's all it's all infinite with that show so i love the idea except this and this is a big deal mm-hmm. almost all of the characters you named were in fact not on hulk hogan's rock and wrestling okay it was made in like 1985 <laughs> Legend plays with that company a good decade later. Okay. So maybe. Or a bad decade. Big Boss Man? Was he on there? No. No. It was like Junkyard Dog and Captain Lou. And uh, like, I think Don Morocco. So take whatever wrestler. You could even introduce later wrestlers too. Wahoo McDaniel. Coco Beware. Um, But they're all in their wrestling trunks, except they have little, they also have little Santa hats. Yeah. That's that's key to the whole experience, I think. All right. Or Yamaka. I mean, whatever. Right, right. Initially, mm-hmm. I was going to say Keebler Elves, 
<laughs> because I think that they're they lend themselves naturally to a Christmas special because they have to make all Santa's cookies. But then I I sat with it for a minute, and the answer clearly is Rambo. You should. <laughs> That's pretty good too. I would watch the fuck out of the Rambo Christmas special. Because it's just Sylvester Stallone in a Santa hat, yelling about kids not doing drugs while he's like storming across the football field. Johnny, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Santa won't bring you a present if you do drugs. We got to stop General Warhawk from putting coal in every kid's stockings. I I think, yeah, I'm going to sit with Rambo. That's the answer. That's the right one. You, You sit with Rambo. And I'm going to marvel at the first thing you thought of was the Keebler elves. Think about what an adorable Christmas special it would be if the Keebler elves were just making a lot of cookies for Santa. Can I, can I retract my statement? No. My choice. <laughs> no. I have a secondary answer. Um, <laughs> it's the, like the, the cat from the Golden Crisp box. I look at him and I'm <laughs> like, he bear. looks like you. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever he His is. Na- he's a bear. His name is Honey Bear. Oh. I just want to see the, the California Raisins. Uh, there is a Christmas special. There is a, there is is a Christmas special yeah. for that. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly famous one. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, you don't hey, like claymation, so it's okay that you don't remember. Hey, maybe, maybe you, you, you can't remember it. It's the highest rated show ever. I have a T-shirt. What about Star Trek? Was there ever a Star Trek Christmas? Oh, that would be all right. It feels like there probably was a holiday special at I, some point. It was probably about politics. I feel like. Next, there was a Next Generation Christmas episode. Yeah, that feels familiar. I'm, I'm sure it happened in the holodeck. A little light. I mean, where else would it happen? Dave? Christmas, or episode. I guess if it happened in like the third season, maybe Whoopi Goldberg was hosting it at her at her bar. Wait a minute. Apparently, there were ten Star Trek Christmas episodes. What the <laughs> hell? How could that be? We're all not hallucinating. They oh, all exist. All right. Well, some of these are kind of loose. Uh, you know, there's a young scientist who hooked up with Kirk after the science lab Christmas party, and they're counting that as a Christmas episode. I mean, the Christmas party's probably included. I guess her name, no, it's not. Uh, her, her character's name is Dr. Noel. I Dr. thought Christmas only came once a year. It's Dr. <laughs> Christmas Jones. <laughs> I am, uh, while I was away, you, you, you guys did an episode by yourselves, and you couldn't, mm-hmm. you, you forgot that, that Dr. Christmas Jones line. And... No, I didn't. I got it. Ben I got included that in the episode. I got oh, that Very specifically. I think, what is it? What's the line? I thought that Christmas only came once a year. Yeah, I got there. That was in there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, well, you weren't paying attention. You're too busy getting your fucking brain smashed in. That's right. Bruce Campbell. I like Bruce Campbell. (laughs) With Laura Dern. I don't know. Something, something, dinosaurs, Congo, something, something. Anyway, listeners, we want to hear from you. What would your dream holiday special property be? Hashtag Keebler Elves. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Keebler Elf on a Shelf. To, uh, to wrap us up here, it's time for our still brand new segment, A Moment of Ben. So recently, there, there's been a new video game release. It's Call of Duty Warzone 2.0. Now, it's a lot of killing, and, and that, that's pretty fun. The game's pretty good. But I want to talk about proximity chat. When you're in the game, you're playing with 150 people, Shailen. 150. 150. That's 150. And when you're near another team... If their microphones are on, you can hear them chatting with each other. And my God, the amount of Southern American racists that play Call of Duty is astonishing. Dave and, and homophobes. I and, and homophobes. homophobes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave and I and my brother uh, were were playing in a team, and we ran across a guy who, within a span of about thirty seconds, uh, called me a gay slur, uh, an ethnic slur, 
uh, and also a pussy. And then I was I was chatting with him and telling him that he should maybe not be so racist. And then I kept calling him a cool guy. And I never <laughs> felt like more of a man. I was turgid. Turgid. <laughs> so proximity chat's awesome. I think you said that he hit the trifecta. I did. <laughs> of, of being a cool guy. And then he stopped talking. And yeah, he clammed yeah. the fuck up. And then you know what I did, Shalyn? What? I shot his character in the fucking dome. Did you? I did. You left that out when you told me the story. They came back, but... And then his oh. team wiped us out. And then that was a different team. Oh, a okay. Less, a less Dave. racist team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unimportant. All that you need to say is Ben had a moment of glory calling that bullshitter out for being a dick. And then he shot him in the dome piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I've, uh, I've changed my Call of Duty character name. If you see me on the internet, it's now uh, Make, Eat, Pray, Love, Too. <laughs> so if you ever see that name on Call of Duty, <laughs> chances are that's me. I'm going to guess there's not a second. I think but it's maybe. working, too. Make, uh, <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love, Too is, is trending. It's worldwide. been trending for, for two weeks. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Yeah. That's it. I, I saw Eat, Pray, Love in the movie theater. Yeah? I don't regret being in the theater with my friends or seeing Javier Bardem. Uh-huh. I do regret watching the movie. Do you know what would have made the experience better? If you just had a nice package of EL fudges. <laughs> you have no idea. I love EL fudge cookies. They're delicious. I never had them as a kid. You know what would make it worse, though? Watching it on the big Titantron screen at the Superdome. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That would make it worse. The Supertron. Is it called that? Yeah. Probably. The Tropatron. That did definitely not called that. <laughs> Tronpatron. Well, Ugh. that's the show, I think. It's pretty clear at this point. It's so. been, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining us, friends. It's been a while. You're welcome. I can still remember just the way you taste. This is where, this is where you continue. Anything I can remember. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. That's the part of the song I remember. It's the bass line. I don't remember that part. <laughs> it's the bass line. Dave, you know Stained? Yeah, my favorite um, song is the one that goes. I said. Brum, 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 brum. That's the bass line from It's Been a While. It's me, Hannah, it's me. Put reverb under all this. It's going to sound good. Still remember. Still remember. What's the line about taste? Uh, I can still remember just the way you taste. And that's about synthetic meat, right? Correct. <laughs> synthetic protein. protein. It's, it's, it's a song to his old girlfriend, uh, Jane Beyond. <laughs> 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 yeah, they, they broke up after... Uh, uh, <laughs> she tried to feed him real meat so that he would stop being an actual polar bear. No, he would... Uh, opposite. She got deep into the synthetic stuff, and um, he's, he t- a, he's a red-blooded American. Oh. Uh. Yeah, he got genetically transferred to um to an oathkeeper. And, <laughs> um, and he refused to eat real meat. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. There's some stuff to unpack there, but it, this is not the place. This is not the time because we're here to talk about G.I. Joe. That's right. And what G.I. Joe would Aaron Lewis be? Anyway, ben, what, what episode did we watch today? <laughs> Iceberg Goes South, uh, the prequel <laughs> to Igby Goes Down. <laughs> Saving that for an hour and a half. Now, <laughs> you can follow us on all the socials at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review five stars. We'll be back in two weeks, two months, two years. Who knows? When the, whatever the mood strikes us. For Dave and for Shailen, this is the original iceberg. <laughs>
<laughs> Iceman. No, Iceberg, like from the show. I know, but... This is Snow Job. Snow this job. is Mr. Freeze. Cold winter. Thanks for, for joining another Snow episode of Watch Freeze. Bots. And to take us out of here, Shalyn's going to do a, a stirring rendition of Stain's It's Been a While, uh, the bass line. That's not true. Shalyn's going to sing Aaron Lewis and Fred Durst outside. Oh, you have to put it up on the thing, though. No, no, just from memory. I'm feeling those lighters. I'm feeling those lighters. Biloxi! <laughs> the real motherfucking, motherfucking deal, deal, y'all! Feeling those lighters. <laughs>